0: Hi, this is Drew. Uh, Thanks for tuning into Doth Protest Too Much. This is uh, an episode of Stephen Burnett and I did December 28th, 2021, during the Christmas season. Uh, Normally when Stephen and I meet, uh, we do it in person. uh, When we do an episode, we do it in person. But he was traveling uh, this season, so we did our episode through Zoom. Uh, We had, for about two or three minutes, we had slight audio issues. It It was as Stephen was responding to the first podcast. That I talked about. Um, he was a little spotty and so we tried to clean it up as much as we could. But after that, uh, about 95% pl- plus of the episode is, is perfectly clear. Um, and so we hope you enjoy this. In this episode, we each shared, we kind of do had a fun casual conversation about three podcasts that we each have uh, been enjoying and frequently listening to that's podcasts other than the podcast you're listening to which is doth protest too much so these other podcasts I just wanted to uh, put some awareness out there because there's lots of thoughtful things out there that people are are doing and uh, uh maybe be of interest to, or not to some of our listeners uh but that's up to y'all but um so we we each chatted about that and then we, interestingly how it came together because it a lot of what we discussed from all that serve as a segue into a further discussion on the evangelist Billy Graham which we um, which we've been intending to do uh, since we did our first episode on Graham back in June 2021 that was titled um, a prayer complete appreciation of Billy Graham so if you want to check that episode episode out as well um, you don't need to even listen to it first before really enjoying this one. But it is just to let our listeners know that this is connected. This this episode is, is connected in a way to that one. So we enjoyed having Stephen on. We look forward to having him on again. And uh, God bless you in the rest of your Christmas season or whenever you're tuning into this uh, blessings on whatever liturgical season we're in, in the life of God's church. Take care. Hi, this is the Reverend Andrew Christensen. You're listening to Doth Protest Too Much. We are a Christ-centered, reformationally-minded podcast that explores the history and theology of the Christian Church. This podcast originally started as a forum for discussing the developmental history of Christian thought, what is often called historical theology, and it has since grown into an ecumenical team of hosts, myself, Stephen Burnett, Pastor Charlie Lehman, and the Reverend James Rickenbaker. We're all interested in the past, present, and future of the church. We share a commitment to the central place that grace has in the message of the good news, a message we feel often gets lost in our day and age, sometimes in religion itself. A message that is of God's goodwill toward us as echoed in the following words from St. Paul. This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief one. I pray that the discussions in our episodes, whether casual or scholarly, can speak to how the story and witness of Christians from our past can comfort and strengthen us for today. God bless. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever we find you. Thanks for tuning in to Doth Protest Too Much. This has been almost a five-week hiatus since we last had an episode. And joining with me today, though, is our good friend and frequent guest Stephen Burnett. Stephen, how you doing, man? Man, I'm I'm doing good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That time of year. Like, yeah, it's like what the third day, fourth day. Christmas yeah, something like Christmas. that um so Stephen's joining uh kind of us today just to we're gonna have a kind of a our, our usual every Christmas we kind of do a fun casual conversation but there is a little bit of an agenda today with this we're also going to finish off our discussion on Billy Graham that we started way back in June I think it was was the um and that episode yeah. for our listeners is called A Prayer Complete in Appreciation of Billy Graham I might like re post the episode we we've moved to a new podcast host about you know three months ago two months ago and so some of the i might have to bring some i've brought some episodes over i might need to bring some more over um in order for them to stay in existence continuous existence uh but we'll see so far i think uh people are able just to go back and listen to every episode we've done but like I said, it's been about five weeks since we had our last one. So I'm glad to be back. Hope everyone's having a great Christmas. Um, as a reminder for our listeners, uh, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming service you listen to that lets you rate um, the podcast. Uh, go ahead and feel free to give us whatever rating you think we deserve. We can take it. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so back to steven um so our first part of uh, oh so basically you're you're traveling right now so let's do some catch-up you're you're in st louis right yeah st louis missouri
1: yes we're uh my wife and sister and brother-in-law uh all piled in the car the other day and drove up here just post you know after christmas day we went we decided to have a little vacation and got an airbnb and uh it's been great. Everything is closed. <laughs> really? Like we're like, oh, we'll do. So there's a there's a museum, the city museum.
0: Have you been to the city museum, St. Louis? Uh, I didn't. I, I went to St. Louis once. I did not go to the city museum. So That's is it COVID? True. There's that. Why? I,
1: they're closed till Thursday. Like we're leaving Wednesday, and oh. all this stuff's
0: like closed till Thursday. Closed till Thursday. Closed till Thursday. Oh,
1: okay. So, um, so I think it's Christmas. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We. Uh, so we missed out on that. We missed out uh, on getting to go to the zoo. It's going to rain all day today. So. Oh, the we're zoo. Not gonna get to go to the zoo. Yeah. Don't they? Some, um, don't
0: they have? Uh, aren't they known for their zoo? For um, am I Yes, it's okay. free. um oh, cool. It's free,
1: and it's like huge. Uh, that's what I know about it there's I presume quite mm-hmm. a few animals there um, that's what I would assume but yeah so we just saw that we did get to go to a Christmas light I uh, forget that it's a park out here and there's a Christmas light show that you drive through and it's like 15 bucks you know and you drive your little car through and see all the light it was that was very fun that was mm-hmm. a good time um but yeah we've we, we've been relaxing i've been checking out all the local coffee shops because it's what i do when i go places and i get way too much coffee and uh judge harshly so yeah that's
0: what i've been up to that's been good man i'm drinking this chicory chicory blend new orleans yeah. uh it's called yeah. like the new orleans blend it's from a huya coffee in youngsville uh Louisiana. Okay. I, don't know if they have, I don't know if they have any more i think it's just like a youngsville thing but um the guy working there uh he, he he's like this is a steven you're a genre like he's a barista uh he's really he's just a coffee enthusiast and uh <laughs> he's really into it man. And it's kind of exciting yeah. because it's like you know um uh, you know he's, he's I, i'm not gonna you know he's probably like a young guy go, going through school and he, this is his job you know and it's like it's cool sure. like people can get a job lined up with something they're really into i mean he's, he's like really into coffee and like it's like i don't know of like someone working at like a you know uh retail places or just you know right. it's like it's like sometimes your 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 in- interests and likes don't always align till you're later on in your you know, established. Career. Right. That's, that's pretty cool. I would not expect to find someone who works like <laughs> checking people out at
1: Walmart, who's like, really passionate about Walmart right. or retail, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right.
0: I mean, um, very few, but they, you know, they're probably not going to yeah, be sure the sure. door checker for too long. They're going to move up, you know, so <laughs> so right. If that's, right. If, if they if retails or a thing, you know, so um, that's right. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, my Christmas is good. Went up to Shreve, went up to Shreveport, up to up to Shreveport. It's like it's now the north for me in Lafayette. <laughs> <So> <laughs> went there for
1: perspective is everything.
0: Yeah, not long went to see my wife's family, and uh, which is always fun. And then um, we and I truly mean that. I'm one of those weird people that gets along with their in laws. I guess that's not right. No, I'm in the same that's, boat. Yes, yeah. we're blessed, man. Uh, shout out to the in laws. So. Um, went there for a couple days, but it's been, you know, I'm on break from, uh, I'm now a full-time teacher. Still have some industry duties. But I'm mainly, uh, teaching mm-hmm. Christian formation. How has that I'll transition be. been for you? Oh, well, it's been good. Been real good. Um, glad to be on break because After four and a half months of, uh, teaching, uh, being in the classroom, you, you need a break, but, uh, it's, it's been well. We're, mm-hmm. um, teaching eighth and ninth grade, hope to teach some upperclassmen, um, starting next year but that's been going real well but um but it's weird because I, mean, uh, I
1: i taught a uh i taught uh just one class in the morning at uh at a christian high school and uh literally i taught like apologetics to the seniors and i did that uh it was like a i think it was like a half semester thing yeah there's a little segment on that and like it was like the bible class bible hour and uh, I was like, I, it took so much preparation.
0: It does. It took a ton it of
1: preparation.
0: It, it's, I, and you don't realize. And you... Yeah. I mean, I, I, growing up, I, I, uh, always thought teachers had it easy. Um, yeah. because it's like you're the one doing the homework, right? You're the one that has to get a good grade. <laughs> teachers already done all that. They're just, up, they're just up there in the classroom like no there's so much prep there's so much behind the scenes um it does get easier from my colleagues as, as after you do your first year you have a you mm-hmm. know a blueprint you know you don't obviously just mm-hmm. do the same thing every year but you have a blueprint of what you do uh so it's kind of my goal is to get through this year teaching um and then going forward um you know live into it more I guess so um mm-hmm. but yeah um so we have before we get to Billy <laughs> Last time we did an episode where we were going to do um, our Billy Graham part two, we never got to Billy Graham, but we are, no, gonna, we we are getting not. to Billy Graham th- today. It's, that's, uh, <laughs> but um, first, we are going, Stephen and I are each going to share, we each are, are going to share about three podcasts, maybe our favorite ones, but not necessarily just three podcasts mm-hmm. that we have been really enjoying lately, like in the past. A couple mm-hmm. months and uh, that we find ourselves frequently listening to um i guess the format we'll do this steven's like uh, either one of us go first but you'll you'll do one i'll do one you'll do one i'll do one um, sure that'd be great uh but yeah i encourage our list you know this i like to it's it's you know i have like a you know lots of interests i have interests other than just like theology but one of the podcasts is a theology podcast mm-hmm. but, but you know we'll get into we'll get into all that but um, um and i also want to support some of uh, the some Of these other great commentary that's out, commentaries that are out there for mm-hmm. yeah, you know, check out if you have some of you might, you know, similar affinities, I would say to myself in, in some respects. So, mm-hmm. um, do you want to go ahead? Uh, do you want to do your the first one? Yeah, so
1: uh, I've been listening to uh, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, uh, which is put I'm out by Christianity to today.
0: That. Yeah,
1: you gotta listen to it. I know. Um, it let me tell you something like and I've heard about this from like you know, my pastor at my church is talking about listening to it. And he's mentioned it a couple of times from the pulpit and, uh, it like it's, it's, first of all, it's very well done. It's just a very well done kind of documentary type podcast. Um, it gets a little like in the, in the first episode, I was like, this sounds an awful lot like Dateline, just how intense everything is and the, the intense music and the intense voice and all that. Um, but it really, they do a really good job telling the story. And for those that don't know, uh, Mars Hill Church uh, in Seattle um, was a, a mega megachurch uh, from like 19, I think it started in like the late 90s and went through 2014 and it just straight collapsed. And it was all built on this guy, uh, Mark Driscoll, who was the, uh, who was the, the lead pastor there. And uh, he had a complete, like you know, complete fall. Um, And but it was all based on you know uh, his leadership style, uh, his attitude. It was more you know we expect you hear about pastors falling, but this guy like um, it was because he he was so domineering. He was you know uh, hard on his people. Mean, you know, a lot of things like that, controlling, manipulative, all that kind of stuff, and just you know, seizing power. And there was a lot at stake. I mean, they had fifteen thousand, uh, you know, members at their church, and they their church was a multi-site. Um, so there was you know uh, campuses all throughout Washington State. They had them in I want to say New Mexico, California. They had them everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so yeah, fifteen thousand members, and it went from that over the course of a few weeks. And really what, 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 what spurred the, the, the last bit, uh, and I mean, I was, I was listening to his stuff prior to, the, to this thing around 2008, 2009, I was really into his, his uh, uh, sermons and things like that. So when I heard that this happened at, at the time in 2014, it was a shock, but what spurred it all kind of knocked the last few dominoes over was a bunch of allegations of plagiarism on his part in his books and sermons and things of that nature. Um, so really it was just a bunch of things that that, that collapsed down but um, it was a the podcast was fascinating it did a great job uh, in not just focusing on like the bad stuff that was done which is kind of like you know the rubbernecking thing that we have of wanting to wanting to like you know bask in all the horribleness like they did a good job of balancing the kind of more horrible stuff with why were people involved in this church to begin with? What were they getting out of it? And it was a lot of really good stuff. People, um, you know, had their lives changed at this church. They met God at this church. They um, built families at this church. And so it's really well done in that way. Um, But yeah, fascinating story. I've listened to it twice because I listened to it uh, three quarters of the way through. And I was telling my wife about it. You got to listen to this podcast. She was like, yeah, okay. You know, sure, sure, sure. And so then we start our christmas travels and we we drove down to austin to see so her family and we drove to little rock to see my family now we're in, in st louis so on the way down you know from between shreveport and austin and then austin and and little rock uh, she's like "Oh, listen to it so we listened to the whole thing again i
0: was to say she's that's a really lot of traveling as well to be able to get in that much podcast it's a lot so. oh
1: um, yeah because some of the episodes are like two and a half hours long
0: like the
1: last well, couple are two and a half hours long um well, there's 12 episodes that make up the the story um, oh, okay. there's a couple of side episodes there's a couple of, like there's a couple of like just bonus episodes thrown in but if you want to just listen straight through it's 12 episodes and the last two are each two and a half hours long
0: so it's kind and, of like uh, a,
1: it's not an ongoing
0: podcast it's a,
1: no they were like they know where they, 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 they we're going to land the plane okay but what was um, cool so it took them a year and a half to to research this because it's all heavily um centered on like people's testimony and people's you know talking with with uh christianity today the guys making this podcast so as they're releasing episodes people that were reticent to talk and didn't want to share their story heard a couple episodes and now they want to talk and now they want to talk about their 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 experience right and so that kind of added on to what they were going to do and gave them more content and more angles
0: um, but they did wrap it up at twelve episodes.
1: Right.
0: Some people saw it. they see others do, and they know it's okay to do it. Um, mm-hmm. The testimony, you know, it's it's um. I'm mean, again. I've not listened to the podcast, but it just like it is just knowing the basic like I guess sign of to It just goes to show that you never a church, a faith community, a church brand should never like base itself around uh, uh, personality or, or or especially a single. Right single personality you know um uh, humans are broken and no one uh is able to no human's able to transcend that uh that's not to excuse of course you know w- the wrongdoings of a pastor and how yeah. they may have hurt someone it's funny like um i part of i'll be honest like part of why i haven't listened to it yet is kind of just so tired of um a lot of just anti-church uh, mm-hmm. or just people taking punches at the churches, is in the general um, world, especially media world today. Um, right. I, I know I knew this was not was not of that genre. Like it was probably right. kind of more in-house. I'm assuming yeah. people that are willing to consider in a way, you know, like you said, people find found there, there's a reason why people found themselves in that f- church community in, in the first place is because there really was genuine things of value to yes you know, that were brought to their life you know and importantly i mean we talked about on our past on our amy mcpherson episode that people uh, were genuinely um brought to faith through some very problematic perhaps egotistical religious leaders or faith leaders you know yeah
1: Well, there's that scripture where Paul is addressing people that are preaching uh, preaching Christ for selfish ambition, and he says, basically, you know, care just so long why they do it, just so long as Christ is preached. Right. Right.
0: Um, That's actually what titled that Amy McPherson episode that's not... right that's right we did we've been doing all these plugins for these past episodes yeah <laughs> but yeah man um so let me this this leads to
1: a question that i've had that i'm i'm wrestling with now and i'd love to you have your input on it like i wonder because and it's tied into billy Graham for me when i was uh talking about this stuff uh with my wife and talking to my family about it too is it like i know there's nothing wrong with having a hundred thousand people in a room in one church there's not the number of people doesn't make it bad can a human being handle that kind of thousands of people looking to them to speak to god for them can a human being actually uh actually take that what is it or does it change you to have that many people look up to you and think that you are speaking to god for them right and look up to you as a leadership can does that can people handle that or um and we have Billy Graham as an example of someone that, that endured massive success. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a weird thing to say, I guess. But Literally, like an audience. massive of, success. I think some of his audiences were like over a million, something crazy like that. Yeah. It's a good and question because, the, like, the caliber of people. Right. It's a good question, I think. Um, I mean, I can't, from my own experience, I can't, I can't like relate to, I mean, I can relate to like in ministry, like going from like, in my seminary training or CPE training, which is like your interning, um, where you're kind of thrown into being, you know, pastor figure for the first time, it's it's a lot of one on ones, and then you do get training and preaching and stuff. But like when you go from like, I went to a, um for an Episcopal church, St. Mark's, of course, where we where we met. Um, it's St. Mark's for an Episcopal church was a pretty good sized church, and to it was the first time where I you know I had two hundred people. I was in front of 200 people for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. Now, granted, we're liturgical. Um, I can, you know, <laughs> a lot of it's not my, um, it's not, I, there's not a lot, you don't have to, uh, an Episcopal clergy person doesn't have to rely on a lot of spontaneity it's, it's in the formal worship setting. But as far as like facilitating things outside of worship and leading certain mm-hmm. things, or just even, it's like, yeah, you kind of do it's an interesting relationship with, with a crowd. You kind of have to, you, you feed off them and they feed off you, you know, there's kind of a symbiosis going mm-hmm. on and um, that I can see how that could easily go to your head. Um, uh, I mean, ministers are, are like, they're people, they're flawed people. And I've um, me, myself included, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there there's, I can't imagine being like the mega church leader. I mean, that's, I could see where, there's always that temptation to like you said are the people changed is it necessarily some of it some of it goes to their head but just they're just kind of just changed into being mm-hmm. I don't know performative having a certain performative mm-hmm. aspect about them that just kind of I don't know where am I going with this <laughs> just just kind of well, like well I
1: uh, mean I could see I could see, like, because my my tell I asked my dad this question. And he said, "Well, Stephen, I think you you know those guys if they want to be successful, they have to say um, the attitude has to be well, I, you know, this is all because of God. God's the one doing all this good stuff." And I said, "That's correct, but I feel like the thought pops into your head then." but God chose me. Right. You know, I was you the anointed. one was available for God to do all these amazing things. So yep. yes he did, but he chose me. Like i that stuff is so pride is so insidious. And I'm just like, yeah, the kind of person that can handle, that like, gives me so much more respect for guys like Billy Graham, the kind of people that can handle right. um, that. Cause I think that there are so few and far between, and you know, they talk about several other pastors that had the collapse, you know, you get Bill Hybels. Um, He's mm-hmm. written a bunch of books, huge, huge, like pastor and pastors kind of guy, and uh, and get all these guys, and it's like, man, by the time you get that big, what what character do you have to have? What maturity do you have to have
0: to be able to sustain you through that?
1: It was just a question that I had, and I still not, I've still not, you know, landed on. It is
0: kind of yeah, when when people, well, the, and the problem is that people, you know, people, when you base a church brand around a certain personality that person's put on a pedestal um mm-hmm. and so which is the sad thing that's not to say of course that that leader doesn't have a i mean a scriptural right there should be a yeah uh you have to have a certain character about you in order to to do this beyond reproach right um yeah but um what one's famous infamous the recent the apologist ravi zacharias ravi zacharias that's what they mentioned yeah. too yeah yeah i mean that's that was just like shocking i'm like are you serious i can't believe it like how in this day and age where you can be exposed you know, on the drop for diamond like it's amazing he even got away with it as long as he did but yeah but yeah um I will go, I don't know what podcast to do first of the three, I will go ahead and um, <clears throat> I will go ahead. I'll just do the, the, the juicy political one. So, <laughs> um, so there's a podcast This falls in these p- political social commentary realm. It's called Blocked and Reported. Uh, now, here's my you disclaimer. Heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is my disclaimer. Doth Protest Too Much is not a partisan podcast. We're not even a political podcast. Um, people anywhere can tune in and listen to us. And uh, of course, I, I, I like audiences to be of, you know, ideally have, be of all stripes and different political social views. Mm-hmm. So you we're, saw we're, we're not about like promoting one one ideology over another. <laughs> Just to get that out of the way, that's our disclaimer. But um, <laughs> uh, plus, being ordained minister like I am, I have to be careful about that. But um, it's a delicate dance, right? But there's a podcast called Blocked and Reported, which I just found like very relieving to listen to. Um, I stumbled upon it maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's a podcast. They say they're a podcast about internet nonsense, <laughs> and of course, what does that mean? Because <laughs> there's lots of internet nonsense, right? Um, yeah, it's mostly. Right. I mean, there's a stuff but, but what they're, what they're referring to is that um, they're especially, uh, well, for one, they're, they're interested in investigating uh, misinformation and misreporting from um, a lot of online news, um, as well as just kind of exposing kind of just toxic corners of uh, the internet uh, that where, You know social and political issues are just debated at it just in a a very unhealthy way which is like most places but um so um and there it's the podcast is hosted hosted by katie hirsog and jesse single um they're they're journalists themselves and um they both identify as being uh, left of center politically and socially uh, but they're concerned with the culture war excesses of their own side um Mm -hmm especially in our current political climate. So they do episodes that document real instances of where of like cancel culture or people being deplatformed or people losing their jobs um, or people like being called out for, because they said something that could be interpreted as like, you know, problematic um, from a progressive right. standpoint. So they get like, they, they expose like where people get just mobbed by an online mob of people commenting on a tweet or something, uh, that's just like uh, that. That's to the level of absurdity. And um, and a lot of their episodes involve like instances of they'll find like uh, uh, just over the top articles from like Vice or Slate or Vox types of medias that um, Katie and Jesse, the host normally would are consumers of because that's that's you know they they that's they lean in that view. Um, they, right. That's where they lean in their view. Um. And like they'll they'll show like where there's like a central or a crucial aspect that this, you know, this uh opinion piece or this article is supposed to be reporting or commenting on something recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, some crucial they'll 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 be a crucial aspect of what they're talking about missing and whether that's like deliberate because it's an inconvenient truth for them or whether it's like they, they okay. kind of, you know, they they kind of like uh, point this stuff out. Um but they're not like and they also call out they, they call out the right as well um and what i appreciate mm-hmm. it so much is that it's just like an honest like concern for what um for fairness and what is true right um they um that and they're you know they're they're kind of they recognize the danger that uh, tribalism which is being perpetuated in online in the super online world especially um concerned with that and how um tribalism can also become just a vicious cycle um it turns into echo chambers and it's just like you know vicious echo chambers um and you know i just think we need more people like them that are you know they, they belong to a certain tribe but they're willing to call their own tribe out yeah. um you know it's, it's it should not be a rarity that should be like, it should and be I, don't think
1: it, I don't think it used to be it Should be normal Right, and, and what the issue? And we were talking about this. The other day, about, you're uh, breaking out a little bit, Stephen.
0: Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here now. Let yeah, go ahead and start again. I'm sorry. Okay, you're breaking. I over. was saying if you could, you could.
1: My wife, we're we're kind of talking about this day, just that people, if you view the culture war. Most important, uh, mm-hmm. then you're willing to look past all the other excesses on your side, right. ways in which they go outside of the line, ways in which they are wrong and dead wrong on on uh, what you would consider minor issues. You know those minor issues, they're just not part of the war. Um, and it, you know, I think use my energy to criticize people on my own. We might lose the war. I need to use all my energy to attack people on the other side, right? And that's not—that's not, you know, it's not—it's it, not—it's just—it's uh, fear. Yeah. yeah, and I don't mind people having opinions. I mean, I have opinions. I have ideas about the way I think things should be, but and not allow that uh, to make you, you know, to cause you to look past everyone else on your side, people that are saying with because that 20 can be really toxic and i think primo of that is um you know the, the elements of the right that are like shun white supremacist types right? right it's like please shun them please i don't care if they're saying 80 percent of the things that you agree with it's their, right? like you know what i mean um anyway yeah i follow both those guys are podcast on, but so I, i'm not podcast i see their stuff on twitter it's
0: oh you said you know both those people of those i follow them
1: on twitter yeah
0: oh do you okay see i'm not even on twitter <laughs> they're, they're like that's yeah. where they like uncover so much of the stuff i mean it's just so yeah crazy that um to, uh to, i mean i know we thought twitter's not a conducive form for for great discussion ultimately anyway because you have a character limit you, you, you're tempted to get your point across in like a z- a zinger right and so you tend to be reductive you tend to be um simplistic and you're just kind of going for the jab at someone else and you know it's just not overall not a help. this i'm personally not on twitter this podcast is a twitter page i don't even like it's so out of date like North <laughs> protesting much is more up to date on instagram <laughs> than it is on oh i know twitter but um but yeah so I would yeah it's called blocked and reported uh recommend oh and the episode that I really liked from that there's a couple of them one was it was episode 86 of blocked and reported it was uh it was um basically they covered there was the story of I think it's Loudoun County Virginia I might be mispronouncing it Loudoun County Virginia had a school board meeting and there was a video that went viral and I guess the initial, I guess reporting got better on this event since, but the initial reporting, it just took like a few moments of video really out of context. If you were to look at the video, it looks like, um, a school board meeting totally gone to hell. And there's this irate, it looks like a guy with a torn shirt, irate yelling at a woman and the police are trying to like, and it's like a middle-aged white man and he's yelling and, and the police are trying to like calm like, like. Uh, restrain him and that's all it is yeah and the little context given to it was that uh they're talking about like critical race theory and and this was an irate dad who didn't want his kids like that was the only like but it, it they the katie and jesse did investigated this and mm-hmm. that was totally not what this was at all and that's all i'm going to say Uh, and it just shows that it it was like it was had nothing to do with this and so it just goes to show that like um how dangerous like in the age where where everything becomes news instantly before like the context is fully there like how toxic that can be for for society (laughs) you know Um, no that's episode 86 you said episode 86 i don't remember that they're they don't even like title their episodes it's just like oh this episode it's like it's just like jesse talks to so and so and so from so and so and so so that's like that's like their title <laughs> like, they don't, they, okay okay Gotcha. But, um it's yeah they get right into the description yeah and um yeah so it's yeah it's really really well done um explicit warning on it all their episodes they they swear a lot on it so it's not like you know but you'll, you'll discover that if you look it up, there's an E there for explicit for our listeners. Just, just your warning. So. All right. Um, Steven. what's, what's your uh, next one?
1: So yeah, my next one is uh, the Nate land.
0: Podcast.
1: Just... So yeah, the Nate land podcast. So it's, it's, it's uh, Nate Bargassi, um Spelled like it sounds. I'm not going to try and spell it right now because I don't have it in front of me and I will screw it up. But yeah, uh, and two other comedians and they sit around and talk about stuff so they're like hour and a half long episodes and what they do is they just take a a a subject like one of the recent ones was the universe they did a two-part episode on the universe and one of the guys just reads facts about the universe uh and then the other you know they all riff on them they all just make jokes or say whatever's funny it's just that kind of very casual thing um if i had to recommend an episode of this, it would be, uh, the Seinfeld episode. They're all huge Seinfeld episode or Seinfeld fans, the comedian and the show. And, uh, it's just them like mentioning facts about the, the show and then like making jokes about that. It, it's, it's pretty funny just cause it's so, um, it's very much, you know, impromptu and off the cuff and, uh, it's fun, but they spend the first, you know, probably 30 minutes of the show, reading comments and mail they got from the from listeners
0: and fans <laughs> i love those. Um, those are the best kind of shows <laughs> where they like oh, man. Bring, bring in their feedback yes yeah and it's 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 like criticism stuff
1: but one thing that's cool about the show i think is they've done a good job with like building community because they have a ton of inside jokes um one of the one of the comedians like no one ever refers to him by his name his name starts with a b I've completely forgotten his name because they call him Band Aid, or Beach, or you know Breakfast, or whatever. It's Brian, I think. But like literally, one of the like no no one who writes in uh, calls him by his name. They call him something that starts with a B, and that's just an inside joke with the with the show. Like <laughs> they have a ton of these inside jokes, and it's you just yeah, it, it's a very very fun like you're riding down the road and you don't want to really think about a whole lot. You just want to like laugh and chuckle and feel like you're listening to somebody's talk. It's a great podcast. It's the Nate Land podcast.
0: Okay. What, what, okay. The name of it again, because we, for our listeners, we have Nate Land.
1: Yeah, N-A-T-E-L-A-N-D because his name is Nate Bargatze. And so it's the Nate Land podcast. Nate Land. Okay. Have yeah, I seen, Listen, uh, have got I seen like
0: Nate anywhere else outside this podcast.
1: Yeah, Nate Bargatze, he's he's got a couple of uh, Netflix specials, which I okay. highly like. Recommend checking out. He's got some uh, albums on Spotify. Um, that's where I I found him. I found him in one of those like comedy playlists on Spotify. Okay, and uh, he's this Tennessee kid, like Tennessee boy, that like he's just got that slow Southern drawl. He mispronounces a lot of things and uh he's just and he's he's, and i'll say this they the guys that are on this podcast they are all uh they consider themselves clean comedians um they're really concerned with being funny without being you know without doing the shock thing um and so that that's kind of a that's kind of a key to this whole this whole deal is they're they're really concerned about being being clean and being something that you know family can listen to and so uh that that's that's definitely a part of it. This is not like you know they're gonna get on there and uh, try and shock each other, or shock the audience, or say the worst possible thing. Like they're they are all you know they're family men. and uh, yeah. But anyway, I I you know, really there's enjoyed no that e, podcast. There's no E for explicit, no there's no e, no e ratings on these. They uh, uh, and it's just them just like them talking about comedy. It's them talking about you know their lives and and as comedians and what they you know what they consider to be um you know good experiences bad experiences. it's just you know it's the whole thing you kind of get you kind of get the dudes and uh they've built such a community out of it that like first of all there's some dudes on uh on a reddit they have a huge reddit reddit following there's some dudes on there that you know they post all this kind of stuff someone made uh a nateland theme park like i think in minecraft or something they built a whole freaking cool. nateland theme park um you no, know, and so it's just
0: that it's huge like it's just a community thing it's very fun
1: but
0: yeah the nate land podcast nate land pod you know what's a funny thing about the yeah. e for explicit thing um what's that? so back at st mark's when i was uh doing um uh, i would we would do like uh devotional time in the morning every wednesday we had like mm-hmm. a, it was like middle schoolers met up and uh, they listen. i we'd put like a music playlist on usually it was like you know top 40 type music or whatever and um and then uh we would do like a devotion and uh i remember one time like i found a play like i was new to spotify and i found a playlist that was marked e and i thought e meant edited oh no (laughs) the the complete opposite it was hip-hop it was hip-hop oh no so it was explicit (laughs) hip-hop music playing for like 10 minutes then i came like um and then, like the, the, all these words started popping, I'm like, oh, okay, I need to, uh, so yeah, I, I need to look look into this. <laughs>
1: I remember I was there was a, a youth event or something like that that we played um, Pandora. We just plugged in the free Pandora, uh-huh. and we started getting like, you know. K Y jelly ads that would pop up. Oh, so my like God. we're buying it now. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're freaking buying you. You've earned your seven dollars a month, Pandora, because we're not gonna have ads.
0: <laughs> we're not gonna have ads at all. Um,
1: no, no, not when Cisco is up. stuff. Like, nope, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> and it was just like at some event, like it was like wasn't like you know it was like we're just having music in the background kind of thing. Nope, we're
0: not having that background. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> right. Um oh my next podcast oh what to pick i guess um since we're on um since we're talking about bad stuff i'll go with my my bad my next bad podcast uh (laughs) it's not bad it's called uh it's a horror ghost so it's it's a it's a podcast paranormal ghost stories it's called scared to death um okay and it's hosted by dan and lynn's Cummings I think Cummins Dan's a comedian okay. as well uh he's not a family comedian I don't think I don't know he <laughs> he has like a few podcasts but um I discovered this one I don't so I I discovered this one I was um I think I looked up so there's this cemetery near my hometown where I grew up um in Saginaw Michigan it's actually in a place called Hemlock michigan and it's called it's called dice road cemetery because it's on dice road which is long road and out in rural hemlock michigan and um there was always like it it was always said to be like a haunted cemetery and so like i remember like in like late high school like immediate post high school parts of my life like going with there there with a couple friends like because like you know oh like we'll see something like, we never saw anything like it's you know it's, it's actually yeah kind of a, it was a it was a pretty cemetery it was like um it's like an old like i think the last burial there was probably 100 years ago it was, you know it's like a historic cemetery very small um uh but uh just kind of a pretty but but you know there's also that you know some of those old pretty uh, there's there's also like a haunting aspect to some of these old sure pretty, you know so um So it was kind of like eerie in that regard, but like I never saw anything crazy, and and so like I just I just kind of dismissed the whole thing as like just you know because I would hear like I heard there was this group they weren't my friends there was like a group of people that mutually knew people I knew who said that like they went to the cemetery and like once I got in there like their car died and and like every time if you go in there at like twelve oh one your car will die just stuff like that you know but. um, But like, I never like, I just took it with a huge grain of salt. And I naturally do even to mm-hmm. this day for any like paranormal thing people talk about, but I'll get to that part later. But, but anyway, so like, um, and I don't know. And so this, you know, like I said, this is late high school, like right after high school. So this is like, um, years ago. But um, I recent, I don't know how I came across this. I don't know if I like googled it or something. I think I saw saw something on there were, they did like an indie film about this that I didn't I did not end okay. up watching, but it was on it was literally on like Prime or something. I, I don't know the name of it or anything. If I find out more about that, I'll put in the show notes. But like I thought about watching it, but I didn't. And then like I like just out of curiosity, because I'll do this, I'll Google something like oh you know I wonder if there's any real stuff about that cemetery you know back from my hometown. And I came across mm. this episode from this podcast, "Scared to Death." They did an episode on Dice Road Cemetery and um so uh and this app and i listened to it and there was like a lot of documentation of crazy stuff going on at not just the cemetery but also a farmhouse like a half mile down the road like there's like um there was incidences of like police visiting because there was just like eerie noises that of like banging on the side of this farmhouse that was kind of like by the cemetery okay that just wouldn't like quit and like uh they couldn't identify who was like banging on the side of the house just like crazy stuff i mean I will not go into full details on it because it's on the episode sure um and then there was uh in the cemetery itself like You know, it's said to be that a certain like uh, figure of a person or a ghostly apparition or something of of this certain lady appears, and and this there actually was a historic lady who um, uh, came over in the nineteenth century um, who lived on the grounds of where the cemetery is, and she ended up taking uh, her own life due to some really tragic circumstances, and I think like the death of a loved one and it, like all this stuff's like documented um and uh or i would have little reason because they actually refer to um where they discovered this and where they read about this person and where in where and and these these police reports and like this the police investigation of like the house that i mentioned a moment that's yeah. in, like the 1970s and I, I think they referred to like um, how the newspaper mentioned, like the local paper had stuff about it. And so like, obviously some strange things went on with, uh, with not a real explanation other than being like, it's, you know, this is like a paranormal thing. Yeah. um and so it was after listening I was found it fascinating because you know it's it's like it's anything you read about like it's something that took place right where you lived or some place you you've been to. yeah like it just makes it more interesting and so um yeah I just thought it was um and so I started listening to that podcast more and they have all kinds of crazy spooky story and I'm always like you know I'm always up for a scary story you know here and there and so for a while I was listening to this podcast kind of around Halloween time you know um I haven't listened yeah you know it's been a little while since I've listened tuned in. Uh, but yeah, it's called Scared to Death. Um, the format of each show is like nice. they, they um they bring in like two, they bring in like two stores. Well, it's will don't bring in a person. They, they 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 the first like two-thirds of the show is usually like one or two things that Dan, the uh the guy the host that he that he yeah. like uh found interested in and he looked further into and researched, and he presented like what he finds and then like the last third of the okay. show is lynn's um his wife doing um uh sharing uh listener submitted stories um okay and again i take i'm generally skeptical when it comes to like paranormal stories it's because i i you know, I think it's healthy to be skeptical towards that because if you were just, you know, yes. this is not like, it's not like a lot of, a lot of my interests involve peer-reviewed journals and, um, you know, uh, established disciplines that study these things. And, and for this, for paranormal stuff, that there's, there's just not, you know, that just doesn't have that level of well validity, you know, so. Yeah.
1: No, it's like, I, like my attitude, you know, <laughs> I told someone that recently. I don't know why just things coming up in my life recently, but I told someone recently. I was like, "Look, whenever I have like a, I see like a light flicker in the house, or I hear a sound that I don't like, I just assume lights flicker sometimes. Houses are weird and drafty and make noises. Right. Like, I, 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 my baseline assumption is, you know, I can be sure that I saw something, but hey, you know, I probably didn't see it. It was probably a trick of the light or whatever. Like, I have no problem with that because I, it happens to me." Regularly, so right. either I Especially am Especially with you
0: because you're a, a home inspector,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yeah, now, some of those places are haunted, no doubt, man, no freaking doubt. Some of places are haunted. No, so, uh, I, 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 you know, I just, I'm like, no, this stuff is very easy to explain, and the explanation is you're not infallible and you missee things. That's the right. explanation. Like, right? But uh, some people get so so into that stuff. So they I get mean, so into it.
0: And if you're just a Google, like if you Google this stuff, you're going to get hits upon hits of just, just total bogus, like nonsense. Um, People, I mean, people like will sensationalize the stuff. I mean, obviously. So I take this stuff with a huge grain of salt. um, But at the same time, like I simultaneously try to have the skepticism toward it while also uh, acknowledging that these things happen. Um, Yeah. I do believe that there are, are, uh, There's a spiritual world. There's a spiritual world, and and for a while, my attitude was like, well, the spiritual realm doesn't work like you know, because we have a modern understanding, and then we know that the spiritual world, which is actually this will segue later into uh, some some stuff on Billy Graham that I was going to share, but um, yeah, we uh, for a while I felt like you know, uh, the spiritual realm doesn't because it's so prone to being sensationalized, especially when you get into uh evil and demons and the devil like uh oh yeah you know it's it's so um people take it and run a in and just run wild with that uh with these notions but um nevertheless i think if i don't find any way to you know to read and interpret the new testament um without acknowledging that these are things that go on and then i have had Mm -hmm. since i had that you know um since i've had since i like when i first formulated my ideas on this years and years ago my 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 own mind has been changed by uh one particular personal experience i had um where i i knew that there was an unseen um malevolent force in where Mm -hmm. i was and so um that which is a Experience I don't want to like have again, but um, so it's this stuff, uh, yeah, you know, but um, you know, um, well,
1: okay, and I think, I think, you know, yeah. one way I heard a guy say, Look, Jesus really seemed to believe that there right. were evil, malevolent forces, he interacted with them, you know, he doesn't like guys, come on, get off, yeah, they're they're a thing, you know, and my thing, I think the difference between a healthy understanding that there's there are, you know, there are unseen spiritual forces and full embrace of all the paranormal stuff is that the the paranormal stuff seems completely disconnected from any logic or reason right in that and what i mean by that that's great but what i mean by that is you know these guys are like oh my house is haunted well how do you know because I put that figurine over there and I came back in later and it was, it was slid six inches to the right. And you think, okay, so this spirit is this poltergeist His his efforts are just to make you kind of a little creeped out and he's doing it by moving things around slightly. Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean that if you have the power to lift things up, if you're a dangerous being, why would you content yourself with, Shuffling around, you know, knickknacks, right? Um, you know, but you know, demonic stuff we see in scripture, and we see, um, some cases like you say in, in real life, there is a, a a point to it. There is a, a driving mm-hmm. uh, a desire in that stuff, and, and it's you know, wouldn't you know it? It's against it's against what God's doing in the world, right? <laughs> like it, it's it's anti Christ. It's anti the mission of God. It's anti the people of God. That makes yes. a lot of sense to me.
0: And um, I think it's it's to confuse um and it's to um to confuse and to to lie and to mm-hmm. you know um I think that's how uh evil works, uh primarily. Yeah, I think the there section. are some instances of like freak occurrence stuff like something being moved around, but I don't you know, I don't mm-hmm. who knows. I don't know if that's the <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's that, it's
1: not it's not Aunt Matilda moving her stuff around. Right. You know, that, that 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 that's where it gets weird. It's like, oh well the the thing said, you know, uh the name of our cat from when I was two, you know, okay. Well that doesn't mean it was your grandma. You know I mean? Like that stuff gets really bizarre and weird and, and uh you know, and I grew I grew up Pentecostal, so me
0: saying something's bizarre and weird should really give people pause. Um, I was gonna say you were but, um yeah i mean you're you come from a christian tradition that um takes a lot more seriously i would say um oh yeah not always not always in a good way but it takes a lot more seriously than the reality of the spiritual realm uh being work being you know not separated from our own uh, it centralizes it
1: you know and uh yeah i think that that's, that's a mistake but yeah, no, interesting, interesting podcast. What was the name of it again? Uh, Scared to death That's what it's called. Scared to death. Very nice.
0: Very nice. Go ahead with your next one.
1: Okay, so uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and so I had to make a decision here, and I'm going with uh, the Doctor John Deloney show. Okay, uh, he's he's a guy, um, and he uh, he's got two doctorates in uh, I, I don't know some psychology stuff. Um, but he's done a lot of uh, trauma and crisis counseling. So uh, he worked for universities for a long, long time and uh, would show up at the site of suicides and murders and tragedies and uh, kind of help the people there go through stuff. And so it's really heavy. Uh, his background is really heavy with that stuff. Um, but he does a call-in show now um, and where people will call in with, um, you know, stuff from, hey, my husband uh, has this thing where he eats all the Rice Krispies in one sitting, and it really bothers me. To mm-hmm. you know, hey, I you know, my husband is abusive, or my my wife is cheating on me, and like, or you know, hey, my mom and dad are really intense about uh, us doing Christmas at their house. That's inconvenient. What do I like? It's stuff like that's Life stuff. And Mm -hmm. so people will call him in the the one, you know, he usually does about three phone calls per episode and they're between 40 minutes and an hour typically. And so you'll have, you know, one, that's like, how do I talk to my friend and tell her that she's, you know, she needs to back off. She's using too much of my time. And I, you know, can't hang out with her all the time to really intense. There's a guy that called in uh, where his, his two, two of his, uh, his two middle sons uh, tried to murder their mother out of nowhere oh my gosh like they attacked her with knives and now they're both in jail you know it's crazy like they're like living at home 16 and 14 or something like that and it's crazy like he talked to that guy the whole the whole episode but um yeah the show is is fantastic and he's actually in spite of everything i've said I realized it's all pretty intense stuff he's a very fun personality Mm -hmm. like you know he, he does every episode most every episode he ends with uh, what he calls the this is the best song that's ever been written it's always a different song oh. no it's usually some you know metal song this is the best song ever written and he will read the lyrics from it and that's the sign off it, it's just it's just it's a fun show but yeah I'm it's been great like because he you know you listen to it a lot and similar themes emerge you know and mm-hmm. you see so you hear him address how to handle certain things or how to think about certain things Um, with kids or you know with your kids or with your parents or with your spouse and uh, my wife and I have gotten a lot uh, out of it just in terms of how do we communicate with each other because a lot of these calls are relational calls and Mm -hmm. how do we think about um, communicating with each other and one of the things he says is that so many people um, go through life and they don't they don't ever hear the important people in their life tell them uh, that, you know, that I'm, Hey, I'm just really happy that you're in my life. I'm really mm-hmm. happy that I get to, uh, to be in this relationship with you. So then my wife and I, um, you know, every night before we go to sleep, we look each other in the eyes and, and we tell each other, Hey, I'm, I'm really happy and really honored that I get to be married to you mm-hmm. and every night. And it's just been a really life-giving thing. And it's just part of, uh, part of what we do. And, right. uh, so yeah, the, the Dr. John Deloney show, really interesting you hear a lot of people's weird drama and it's it's very fun
0: um Isn't it great when you can have something that just strengthens your relationship with another person you know whether it's an act whether yeah. it's a podcast whether it's an activity you do together whether it's something you read together you know um yeah that's great yeah. that's doing that for you in your life you get something out of it that's more than just entertainment value you, know, you get some right. real value out
1: of something um and it, and it helps you with the most important things in your life which you're uh, your relationships with people mm-hmm. you know so yeah i'm i've really enjoyed it. my wife has, i think listened to she's like it started a couple of like a year ago or two years ago and she's listened to every episode so <laughs> every single once three days a week it's like monday wednesday friday he releases something. um and he's he's one of like he's works for uh, dave ramsey's company okay so like he does uh so that's, but I, He's really different than the other than the David other guys that that work there. It's 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 an interesting tension, I think. Yeah, because this doesn't sound
0: this doesn't sound as like maybe self-helpy financial. Yeah, correct. I mean that I I have a family member who works at David Ramsey's office, so I kind of oh yeah, I get a little peek into that uh, world. But yeah, um, sure. But yeah, that's... that's uh, what's So he's a doctor-doctor. He's got two PhD.
1: Yeah, Dr. literally doctor-doctor, exactly. Name Deloney. of the
0: show, Dr. John Maloney, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, what's interesting is like, there's a weird, it's, it's a tension because I, I feel like, you know, he doesn't talk too much about this stuff, but you get the sense that he's more politically left and, and Ramsey is definitely politically right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people will call in and some of their problems are like, man, you know, I'm trying to get out of debt and I'm trying to be really intense about getting out of debt because, you know, we got to get out of debt and my wife's just mad all the time and doesn't want to talk to me. He's like, well, maybe you back off of the getting out of debt thing and focus on your marriage, (laughs) you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe the most important thing for you is not achieving this whatever, you know, with or without your spouse. Maybe the most important thing in your life is to get on the same page. And so you feel like, you know, stuff that I don't think that necessarily uh, Dave Ramsey would say. <laughs> right. Um, you know, he's more about, hey, get out of debt, and they need to get on board you now. So, right. but I, I, it's been really interesting. I, I really enjoyed the show. And it sounds uh, like him and Ram,
0: the Ramsey the crowd—they they compliment complement each other, I guess. <laughs> or Ramsey, yes, I think that is there. Um, is that
1: they? It's kind of a complimentary view and. You know, most of the time if you ever listen to to Dave Ramsey's show, it's also a call-in show. People call it money questions. And you get into it and you're like, this is not a money question. This is a relationship question. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, you, you don't, you know, you're having a hard time handling, you know, you're, oh, my husband has forty thousand dollars in debt that you never told me about. Well, that's kind of a money thing. That's really more of a relationship thing.
0: Right. It's like what's underneath. He didn't. You know, right. <laughs> right right there's something underneath Um, so if it wasn't money it'd be something else but that's that's not the real issue type thing you know
1: Yeah. exactly and so i think that's kind of why he's on but yeah it's been it's been a fantastic show
0: that's good man um so you did your three um i did yeah i have one more um this is the theology podcast so um there is a podcast called queen of the sciences it is hosted by now um I'll explain what that title means. It's actually an interesting choice for a, a podcast title, uh, but it's hosted by Sarah Hinlicky Wilson and her father, Paul Hinlicky. Uh, they're both theologians. Paul is more of a veteran theologian. Paul Hinlicky is actually a faculty member at Institute of Lutheran Theology where I'm doing my doctorate. I've never taken a class with him. I've never, I don't know him. <laughs> I just know he's on faculty. Okay. Um, I wasn't intentional that I never take. I it. just thought my course of study is kind of. See, look, I avoided him. Long purpose. Yeah. I didn't like intentionally. Avoid, avoid him. <laughs> uh, but I, I've only heard his voice on this podcast. But oh, my my, uh, <laughs> Most of my classes, this, this is the direction my course of study took. Most of my classes have been under uh, Jack Kilcrease, who has been a guest on this show. So, um, yeah. but uh, Paul Hinlick, he's a, he's, he's a Luther scholar, but he also, he has a, uh, and he's a uh rostered pastor in the ELC, ELCA um but he has a wide um he's not just he's he's kind of like a I don't want to say jack of all trades like in the, like he knows like all kinds of theology sub subtopics. he just he has like just a good knowledge of and uh, as a good contributive voice too i would say um he he studied at union under like he studied under Cornell West. He studied under. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Uh, for our people who are into biblical studies, he studied under J. Lewis uh, Martin when he was—I mean, he was—he was at that time in the early '80s, and um, so—and he's kind of one of our, you know, more esteemed professors, I guess, at ILT. But um, he, uh, so I've listened to so this podcast. Queen of the—it's his daughter, Sarah, and him, and Queen of the Science. Queen of the Science is actually what the theology used to be referred to, like in the middle ages um kind of the old uh liberal arts um uh the, kind of the classic uh I, the, the, just the i forget i'm forgetting the latin term just the study of the like the the several major hu- humanistic uh study uh, theology was considered like the queen of all of them um course when the yeah, enlightenment yeah. came theology was displaced as that and yeah and, um, got, became, got the boot
1: a little bit
0: <laughs> right it became subject to reason you know but um so it's called queen of the sciences and they do episodes on they'll do episodes on like biblical books like they'll spend like two to three episodes on the book of acts or two to three on the book of galatians mm-hmm. um they will do uh, episodes on like certain theological movements or philosophical movements like if you want to get like a good like just breakdown it's I think he does like a good like accessible breakdown of like some of these like major philosophical currents um without having to go read like Immanuel Kant or Hegel like he Paul's able to kind of break it down for a lot of people just to understand and um and they do episodes on certain church figures especially like Luther's thought but they also like they have an episode on Ignatius of Antioch they do an episode on st augustine and they also do okay. some social commentary like they they study like the the basically what the contribution of theology and philosophy over the centuries and how that has like affected even our current class. they did actually they actually did an episode which i had to highly recommend people to check out called uh, critical social theory uh, it was the title of it and um okay i shared that um about three to four weeks ago, I shared that link on, on Facebook um, just because I thought it was so good. I thought people should, because he, it, it kind of touches on a similar vein as that that first show I talked about, uh, about kind of the yeah the wokeism, political correctness. He was like, what is this, you know, where does all this stuff come from? And they actually do an episode on tracing certain lines of thought from like the Frankfurt School, and which was a tw- mid 20th century uh, Marxist uh movement and response to other things going on. And uh, they he, Paul breaks down philosophers in the 60s, like uh, Derrida, Foucault, okay, and kind of to show where the continuities in some of this stuff that's really hit on the popular level, because this is what used to be, uh, you know, critical theory or critical race theory. These used to be like academic, like, you know, things and now they're like everyone's kind of latched on to like a bitter piece of it whether they fully like understand it or not and you know it's like it's like the popular like way of like d- it's affected our thought and discourse on the popular level right but they they really trace yeah, yeah. where does it come from where are the continuities where are the discontinuities and um Paul Hildegard like they, they will not like shy back from being critical of something but they also will try to give um something that's you know the the attention it deserves to under- fully understand where certain you know schools of thought come from what were the concerns that led to this way of thinking you know really well done it was called the the episode's called critical social theory but um but yeah it's it's a really good episode it's it's if i had to think of like an like um it's it's kind of like they they really like a, like they really accomplish what like I aim to do in this podcast, which is to have um, just good conversations around, yes. you know, theology, philosophy and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it's called queen of the sciences. So I'd recommend people check them out. So that's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we did leave off one fantastic podcast that I've
1: been uh, considering recently, of course, which is, which is this one.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> um,
1: which is fantastic and always very stimulating. And uh, the guests you have on, including you know, sometimes me, say good things. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I've, yeah, it's, it, this show has been awesome and really fun to be part of, and really fun to to uh, you know, hear from the wide range of people you have on. So
0: well done with this one. Well, thanks, Stephen. I uh, yeah you, you we, we uh, I was going to make a joke to that, but I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we're what about we have uh, about um i guess you know i might have been uh it might it might be true that we're only spending the last few minutes on billy graham um how i guess hmm, how should we tie everything we've discussed so far into billy graham we've hit on demons <laughs> we've hit on yeah. um relation relationship counseling in a way <laughs> we, we've sure. hit on um uh, you already said I put demons. on mega on mega church pastors and, and mega uh, church
1: pastors massive massive fellow uh right. well how about this I mean uh opposite of, of demons. this is not correct but angels right that's what they are oh you remember our
0: pre-show conversation <laughs> where I was talking about the, yeah there's a book there's a book called angels by Billy Graham uh for our listeners check it out it's actually kind of a dated book um i I didn't like know the year it was written and published. Um, I could have told, then I looked it up and it's 1975. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Cause I feel like I'm reading some, cause there's no, there's, there's references to like um, certain trends, national trends that are very like, okay, that's, this is like 20th century, you know? Um, he, but anyway, so the book is uh, basically Billy Graham's. Um, he, it's, he, it's just like a, a book that covers like the topic of angels and he has different chapters in it um i'll just read some of the table of contents uh chapter one is our angels god's secret agents Two, our angels for real three chapter three angels visible or invisible so just like this is kind of a uh, angel okay. Ol- okay. angelology which is an actual term um, yeah it's like demonology is it's kind of angels 101 and he kind of like kind of just uh uh, breaks down what the the bible says about angels and why uh what we can believe as christians about angels because of what the bible says it's really interesting um i'll uh there's a part in it where he notices uh billy graham picked up on some uh i guess some mid-70s polling of like americans and they at that time 70 percent of americans believed in a personal devil and uh i would imagine that uh would be lower today but Mm -hmm. in the mid-70s when this poll was done it showed an increase in the 70s from like several decades earlier of belief in a Personal devil. Um, and I think he also I can't find where it is. I have like the ebook copy in front of me, but I think he he noted similar polling increases and in just general beliefs in supernatural, in the in the supernatural. So um, kind of like what we were talking about the spiritual realm, this book is kind of dedicated to um arguing for the reality of angels, demons uh etc and it's it's really a comforting book i um i was going to like maybe pull some c- quotes from it uh but basically he uh s- says that um you know angels are 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 um they are they are they are a gift to us i mean they they so there's pretty much in a way god's agents um who are there to uh love us right they're they're an agency of god's love um to us and even though we can't yeah. see them um he very much goes on the notion that faith is uh faith uh largely involves things we don't see right um i mean a good just a good it's a, it's a classic book that i mean um that's, it's uplifting and it's you know i would just read. I don't know if it's how much it's read. I mean, a lot of Billy Graham's writings are just uh, several decades old at this point, but they've really, in many ways, they stood the test of time. But uh, he did get into kind of the satanic, like this was written in 75. And and he, he was talking about how like uh, movies like The Exorcist were, you know, there's some 70s horror films were coming out and he kind of noticed like that yeah. there's kind of a, one end, there's a belief in the supernatural but there's also kind of an unhealthy fascination with like sure well and the same uh which i think was was true at the time um and he he kind of starts to hint that there's going to be a growing thing in this and of course in the 80s there was purportedly um you know the satanic panic and of course looking back now we know how largely like exaggerated that was i remember right, watching right. i remember having to watch the Geraldo special for part of my like <laughs> part of my before i went to public school into uh the religious school which was you know for the most part an awesome formational and great school but uh we, i remember this is like back in the 90s and it was even dated then but they wanted to kind of warn us about occult and stuff like that so we had to watch sure. the, all those special that he did on satanism but that oh, special that was back when people actually watched everyone watched tuned into something on tv you know it's so like now everything's decentralized and so people were like you know that, that only helped with well I don't want to say helped but it only contributed to the kind of nationwide panic that there was satan worshippers around the corner like ready yeah, to yeah. like harm yeah, yeah. you and you know sacrificing know, just, goats and maybe children sacri- yeah. right and it was largely like uh, blown yeah. i mean i've got I kind of digressed didn't i <laughs> but um well so this yeah. was like a, a real kind of uh, this was a a a not a real thing uh, this was kind of a big bogus thing to happen like but graham was noting just he, he just he found interest in what was going on in the 70s with uh you know people like believe people more people believing in spirituality spiritual reality which he which he found is a good thing but then also like people's fascination in the occult so i don't know it's uh Drew, can i can i blow your mind real quick yeah man i was uh, gonna i, I heard you trying to get in i want like, yeah what what's going on man
1: <laughs> listen so i googled i googled Gallup uh on people that believe in the devil and in 1990 55 percent believes in the devil mm-hmm. it's been rising since then 94 65 Two thousand one
0: sixty-eight and 70 percent. Wow, back to seventy in Seven two thousand that's yeah. can you wonder what these factors are. I mean, I can I could like speculate and pull some things out of my I don't want to say my butt, my head. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean like, out of your intellect, Drew. Out of your the, intellect. Who's yeah. the know or who's the I mean there's so many reasons to why that I mean well that goes I mean and okay
1: to tie to weave this back into your your uh your blocked and reported people believe in evil right people believe in in that if you you know it's better or worse if you hold these opinions you're not just wrong you're, you're evil. morally evil and so if the belief in evil goes up then the quintessence of evil should that make sense too people believe in the devil at that point you know
0: right uh
1: I don't yeah know, and I I think guess that's, that's not a great explanation but
0: no I think that you're onto something but I think like people it's so funny like in our in our more you know the more uh media culture pop culture just I mean I guess um the more it becomes so secular and detached from any like reference to religion And I mean there's so many things that yeah. want filled fill the space that religion did um whether in a lot of its secular ideology you know but yeah they still retain this idea that there is pure evil now for me i don't know how you explain that without the biblical christian explanation um yeah but it's people will still they won't give up and it also becomes unhealthy because obviously um normative christianity or what I would call small orthodox Christianity since it's yeah. early day, since the early days of Christianity, Christians have battled against some unhealthy exaggerations of the duality of good and evil. For instance, the, uh, yeah. the Manichaean, uh, heresy, or it was, it was, a you know, second, third, fourth century movement where, uh, evil was an active force. Good was an active force. And, um, basically the world of matter was evil the it was but yeah. there's a divine realm that's not it and I, I may not have explained it perfectly but it's it's, it's kind of a, in a nutshell it's what it is and that was considered like even the christians who believed in real evil but they they and they they saw that as even an exaggerated distortion because it 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 was almost as if uh god never wins it's just a constant like back yeah. and forth um, yeah it's, it's you know so it's a you know there are there are ways to I mean there's some unhealthy I guess dualisms that can arise from that but um, where was I going with that I don't know but um,
1: well, you, you mentioned like I don't know how people explain this apart from like the Christian explanation of the Christian framework mm-hmm. I mean you, you know you've got Eastern religions that talk about the dark and the light but they always typically talk about balance, if I understand correctly. And the Christian view is that there are some things that don't need to be part of the equation. You know, right. we don't need to balance good and evil. Which is what I always thought was funny about uh, the the prequels of Star Wars. Right. That they're like, <laughs> we want to bring balance to the force. You know how there's like actual hundreds of Jedi and there are no known Sith. We want to bring balance to that, and then they're surprised when Sith show up and kill all the Jedi. Uh, right, come on, guys. We don't need <laughs> bad is bad and good is good.
0: That's that's where we're at here. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they tried to rationally explain the force as, like, yeah, midichlorians. I only I feel like such a dork, Jar Jar I know that uh, word, yeah. it was a big trash mistake, but <laughs>
1: um, you're <All> right. <laughs> well, uh, real quick before we go, I went to the Billy Graham uh library.
0: Yes, um, please share about that uh,
1: in Charlotte. And it was incredible. Did you see their, uh, did you go visit their their graves
0: when you were there? I was, no. So uh, for our listeners, we both, Steve and I were both at the Billy Graham Library in the past f- five months. This was not like, and we both kind of just went there, at least I went there, was not, it was not like pre-planned. It was like, I had a, a yeah. layover in Charlotte. So I was like, hmm, maybe I just did an episode. Well, this was back in the summer when we did our first episode. And so I went, but no, uh, sorry, Stephen, I, I uh, but to your question no i did not actually go we only looked at the inside and did the tour i did not yeah. see the graves. what what it look is that experience so i just thought it was great so first of all it was very humbling and sobering to be you
1: know to be there and, and this is him and because he and ruth are both buried side by side mm-hmm. and but to me uh ruth graham uh on her on her gravestone uh in the what does it say it says um uh yeah because cons- uh what was it was construction complete thank you for your patience oh really or end of construction thank you and that is from she was driving down the road and she saw a road sign mm-hmm. that said end of construction thank you for your patience and she said i want that to be on my gravestone
0: and it's very and i just thought that was
1: fantastic
0: right <laughs> yes. like we are never com- we are never complete until we dwell with yeah. with God. So we're with Christ. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Full, you know, I thought that was great, but I, it was
1: actually And I'm not an emotional person. I consider myself an emotional person. It was surprisingly uh, uh, an emotional experience being there. Um, it's a very interactive, very interesting uh, museum, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. And you go through, you know, the ministry of Billy Graham, but I don't know. I was very moved at many yeah. points just because it is because you're you're there and you're seeing and hearing stories about people who God used this man to reach and the and the things that you know don't make any sense um, yeah. that that uh, you know that people should have given you know what we think of as just a, a Bible thumper, right. um, you know, that kind of uh, uh, credence and listen to you. But I mean he there are they have a a whole thing where there's like guns and switchblades that were collected from people that came to these crusades and gave up lives of violence. You know, it's just incredible. And you think, I think I understand, you know, how things work and what's going to work and what's not going to work. I think I understand that stuff. And then you, you hear these stories and you're like, man, God's, God's doing all kinds of things that I have no idea about and that I would never think would work. And it was it just, it was very moving. I, I was blown away by the whole thing. Highly, highly
0: recommended. Yeah. I mean, for our listeners, I mean, my experience, I, mean, I just saw the inside and we did like the guided tour and um, uh-huh. which had like different recreations of like a revival tent that Billy Graham would have, you know, mm-hmm. in or, or seen as a kid, right. Cause he went to the earlier 20th century revivals as growing up. And that's what kind of, that's what, uh, you know, slowly shaped him into being a revival uh tell an evangelist. Uh they have a recreation yeah. of the um Graham living room with the fireplace. Um yeah. It's all it's it's you know really, you know, like a lot of museums kind of just like a like showcasing like different uh significant moments and places of a person's life and legacy. But um i i overall thought it thought it was good i now at the end i was little because they have you do like that give your life to jesus thing at the end so oh yeah, like, yeah yeah okay. for me it's like that's kind of okay you know i'm i'm not a revival christian i'm a reformation christian you know the reformation like... <laughs> the the revival christian says uh um repent and give your Life to Jesus, the Reformation Christian says Jesus gave his life for you, now repent. Uh, that's yeah. yeah, the slight yeah, difference. Exactly. Um, exactly. So that emphasis has never been there for for background. You know, <laughs> but like so, like, okay, what do I do? Like at the end, they show you this this yeah. summative video of the great work that God did through Billy Graham. Um, but then they have you like they have you fill out a card. Did you give your each like give your life to Jesus or Jesus today? Yeah. That's that's it. Like there's no option. There's like, well. My, my life is I already, was
1: completely unaffected by this thank you. <laughs>
0: what do you what do you do if like you already like a you you already are following jesus and like yeah. what, how do you how do you answer that like i mean granted it's like no it's face it's like question. a card out and you drop it in a box but um so it was
1: very on brand
0: it was very on brand it was very on brand. <laughs> but i mean i overall i mean i'm not trying to be critical i i enjoyed the museum i i liked the uh the bookstore after they had some neat things in there um but yeah i uh i thought it was really well done and i think you know billy graham is such an important um person i think he just showed even with his fame even in his circles and the privilege he got Mm -hmm. of being just um you know the chaplain for the nation you know he he exercised such a humility which you didn't always see, I mean, you're talking about, you're going back to your first podcast. I mean, you didn't unfortunately always see um, in kind of later people of that brand. Now, Graham was not perfect. Um, you right. can find, you know, I, I thought about like when we, back when we were, you know, all the time we were planning on doing the second episode, I was like, should we kind of go over some of that, some of the controversial stuff? And, you know, that's, you know, what I mean, we just didn't have time, but so. But I think you know yeah. uh it would have been uh cool to kind of maybe go through some of that, but um I think what but I think ultimately what we can take from Graham's story and Graham's example is that um you know God did incredible work through him, right? Like what do you what does what it matter yeah. if Christ is preached? And um um you know, I'd think we've just been our the world was blessed. I'll say our country of the world it was blessed to have him um for all those years yes all those years yes i remember god, I,
1: god did amazing things through right that's what like you, you talked about you know again to come back to the blocked and reported thing like the de- demanding perfection before we will celebrate what someone has done or is doing mm-hmm. um that 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 way leads madness right like that's that's where we you can never be excited about anything if you demand that someone have everything right. And right. as human beings, we should be the best at celebrating the good in spite of, of mm-hmm. the stuff that's not good. You know?
0: Well, you'll never find, you'll never find peace if it's all just a, uh, you know, about if it's, <laughs> if it's all just about moralism, right. Uh, and I hate yeah. moralism. I, I think I tried to. uh I try to like knock it every like time i get to preach or do a podcast stuff i try to sneak in something about how much i hate moralism um (laughs) i really do but (laughs) so there you go um and it doesn't mean that i hate morals and being a moral person our listeners will know the difference (laughs) yes Yes, indeed yeah steve it's been a pleasure to have you on again uh um, oh, thanks, so much, for, thanks so much for inviting we're me gonna on. aim to be back on in february when yumi and michael who's was a guest on our secular summer reading list yes episode, we're getting together to talk about some stuff i don't know what yet but we'll figure it out but on that because i'll be coming up for uh up to shreveport where we'll do a in-person episode yeah before we go Love see it. or yeah so steve and i are going to go see gary clark jr artist check him out too far yes i don't know if he's Can't explicit wait. i don't think he is but you know blues kind of kind of tends to cover the dark sides of life and true music, so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. is that a, is that an e question mark rating yeah uh, i don't know maybe i don't know if, e? I, I don't know if you're in <laughs> spotify or pandora Gary Clark, if his music would come up as e for explicit but yeah he's we're excited <laughs> about it. Really a fun show so all right, Stephen. God bless. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in St. Louis. So. Yeah,
1: we'll do. And you, you have a you enjoy yourself too in this Christmas season. And uh, thanks for having me on. All
0: right, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right. You too.